Hey, and welcome to episode 28, Seven Reasons Why You Should Get Into Property Development. By the end of this episode, you'll be thinking, I need to get into property development. So make 2022 your year. And this week, as usual, with the amazing Bob Anderson. So let's jump in and get you inspired. Hey, welcome to episode 28. Today, covering seven reasons you should get into property development. And we have a very amazing giveaway at the end that you might want to hear about. So stay on. But anyway, before that, The Secrets of Property Millionaires Exposed, giving away the book this week, Bob's chapter on why he believes the, that developing is the pinnacle of all strategies. And we will cover that today and you will absolutely believe him. This week, going to Clayton Knight. Now, Clayton recently joined our, uh, our community today even. And so well done, Clayton. He's a young guy about to get into property. I'm really excited for him. So this will be in the post view. And if you'd like to win this, jump on our YouTube channel, send us a a great comment, uh, subscribe, or you can send me an email, or you're welcome to jump on Apple Podcasts and say great things about us. Give Give us a review. You'll go in the drawer. Great Christmas present. Anyway. Bob Anderson, the legend, 38 years. Old. <laughs> You're not 38 years old. Now, that is not true. No, that's a fib. <laughs> yeah, that is a fib. But seven reasons why you should get into property development. Yep. I, I, I started off at 77 and you said, no, that's too many, Bob. Yeah. Let's just put a strike through that second seven yes. and we'll run for seven. Yes. Yeah, well, 77 was far too many. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, why, why would you do property development? And, and let's face it, um, we, we want to make money, mm-hmm. and we should. Mm-hmm. Money's great. You can do a lot of good stuff with money for yourself and lots of other people. So why wouldn't you want to make a lot of money? So we want to make a profit. That's a damn good benefit yes. of doing a property development is making a big chunk of money, making a profit. Mm. That's that's a that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty good reason. I will put that as number one. I I agree with profit too because mm-hmm. money's a good thing. We can do so much with it. We uh, you know we can support others. We can have all the things we want. It takes a lot of stress. I mean, it's mm. not a, it doesn't de-stress life, but it does make life a hell of a lot easier when you've got money. Yeah, yeah, and you know you could do a whole course on on you know how you view wealth and everything. But it's it's a tool. Uh, that when you use it, yes, certainly you can do a lot for yourself, you can do a lot for other people, but what it does give you, it gives you freedom, it gives you choices. Mm. You know, freedom it gives you control. Even. Oh, control. Ooh, control. That's not. I'm a captain. Person. You are. That's a, that's a, if you're a disc profile, I'm a very high D, I'm a DI actually, almost level. Uh, which is conflicting because it means I want to have a hell of a lot of fun while I'm in control. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but anyway. Um, well, it is your podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, you're right. It podcast is. podcast by Hillary. So, um, yeah, profit, a, a very good thing to have. Mm. And, of course, you have to make a particular amount of profit to even get the financier on board. Yes. Uh, that's something people don't realise. They think, oh, yeah. oh if my development's going to make money, a bank's going to loan you money because – but. If it's not, if it's only making a small margin, banks won't loan on that. No, I've had, I've had some people say that, and you've heard it too. Where, you know, let's say a bank's looking at a particular profit level, but they don't really understand that. They say, look, I know it doesn't make as much as a normal project, but hey, it's making one hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars. I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. But the point is, it, that project might need to make. 
$250,000 profit before the bank will do it. It will and depend so on it, what the project costs. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not up to you. No. And the that, bank will decide I think how, that, if it's profitable enough. They'll have their benchmarks for doing that. Mm, you know. There's a hole in the system there because I do think people believe that, well, I, 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 60000 is better than nothing, but... I, if it's a big project and you're only making 60000 you can sneeze and that 60000 is gone. Oh, yeah. I've seen that happen. Sneeze? It's a big sneeze. But <laughs> yeah. Well, these days, it. sneezing is also a, almost, you feel like it's illegal, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't. Anyway, we won't go there. Okay. I don't think it's even a symptom. So, yeah, profit, that, that's an important one. You know, the other thing with profit, you know, and what you can do with it is mm. leaving money behind, you know, supporting yeah. our families, getting them set up, you know, that sort of thing. Mm. I mean, like mm. I was a single mum mm. and I was able to give my son the deposit for his first house when he was 21. Yeah. Thank a- you, property. A- and where did that come from? Property. Doing what? Property. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you got into it at 18 years of age. I did. I didn't. Mm. I wasn't developing at 18. I was but. a silly young boy at 18. Mm. Oh, no, trust me, I was a silly young girl. I just had a very <laughs> pushy father who made me. Well, good on you, Dad, uh, for doing that. Mm. Yeah, great. So, so um, that money, that profit, mm. was able, yeah, I just saved that yeah, up for him. Yeah, yeah, and so you you pass that on, you know, you pass that benefit on. Mm. Yeah, that's great. And when we're talking about the profit, I mean, that can take different forms. Like you could sell your project and make cash. And we need cash, don't we? Oh, yeah. We need cash flow, cash for, you know, Everything. Uh, getting a haircut. Yeah. Black Friday was fr- – yeah, Friday. <laughs> I popped out for 20 minutes and I was back six, six sure, hours. Six hours later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, dear me. But anyway, uh, that's – But I bought you some nice Christmas presents. Oh, that's I, – I thought that might be happening. <laughs> yeah. Which is uh, – well, I didn't mind you're out six hours. No. I don't know, I'm sure she'll be okay. She's got a I pretty healthy wasn't. credit card or two in her purse. She'll be cool. I did lose the car in the car park, but that's another whole story. So oh, I God. did lose about you're, 40 You're a minutes. shocker at getting lost, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. that's it. That's another thing. But so like I was saying, you know, when we when we got our project, we can go two ways. We can sell them, get a cash profit mm. and uh, spend it on sales or we can keep our property. Mm. And so if we keep our property, it might only be one, you know, it could be a, a four townhouse project or a three and we decide, you know, we'll keep one, sell the rest. That's mm. cool. So we get the cash from the ones we sell. But the ones we keep, this is what's different about a property developer is we can use our profit as our deposit when we keep it. Now, you think about this in the retail world. Most people invest in the retail world. So what are they doing? They're paying retail price. So they go out buy a house for what it costs through yeah. a real estate agent or however. Yeah, yeah, however. They pay retail price. As developers, we don't even pay wholesale. We'll, we'll pay cost price. Mm. Now, to put that into perspective, let's just say we develop some $600,000 townhouses they cost us between about four hundred and eighty and five hundred thousand dollars each to create that six hundred thousand dollar townhouse. Now, a normal retail purchaser, if they came to buy that six hundred thousand dollar townhouse, first of all, they'd have to get twenty percent deposit. Let's say in a typical eighty twenty loan, mm. they'd have to come up with one hundred twenty thousand dollars first of all. Mm. Secondly, they'd have to pay legals and stamp duty, which could be another thirty thousand. So they really got to come up with 150,000 to buy that property. Mm. As a developer, we use our 100 or 120,000 dollars profit. We just leave it in what I say, leave it in the deal and leave it in there. And so the bank will lend us you know the 80% of the 600 and and we say, well that's okay. That's that deposit is the profit I didn't cash out or when I sold I left it in there. Mm. And and that's the that's how you use your profit 
as your deposit, which means you can do it very quickly. Mm. And we ha- and also, I'll probably get to this later, uh, we haven't had to pay stamp duty because we already own it. Mm. There's no transfer. Mm. So uh, if, you're, if you're doing a four-townhouse pack and you're keeping, say, one or mm. two, depending on where you are or, or the whole lot, like on your development journey, there's that no stamp duty is just heck bonus. Bonus after bonus, as we're going to Double see. bonus. So that's, uh, that's using our profit as the deposit on the ones we keep, mm. and we haven't had to By leaving save. that money in there and not having yeah. to save it up. Yeah, because the retail person will either have to save that 120000 by working and... Can I ask you a question <laughs> to the listeners? When was the last time in your eight to five that you saved $120,000? After, after tax. I think my daughter rang me a couple of weeks ago and she'd say, was it, was it 4000 or 9000 or something? She was so excited. That's I'm all so, relative. I know, but it was just, I'm just like <laughs> property development. And she can, you know, you can property develop she, that anyway. She, she's made way more than that this year. Oh, because she got into property. Because she got into property. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, whereas that retail person either has to save that money or they've got to wait for the property that they own to go up enough in value so that they can refinance. But mm. the problem is every time they refinance, everything's debt. Mm. I mean, even that $120,000 deposit that the retail finance had to come up with is nearly always debt, mm. which is off another property that if they own. you say debt like So you've got that. debt on debt. Yeah, debt on debt, so, that's a noose. So a lot of people start off. That $600,000 townhouse is is uh, like $120,000 that debt that mm. plus the legals and the stamp duty. They've got $150,000 worth of debt from their side, and then the bank lends them the other 480, which is debt. So they've got a $630,000 worth of debt on a $600,000 property. Now, the bank has other assets. They're holding other assets, so mm. overall it might average 80%. But you see, that's that's why mm. I don't ever want to be in the retail world. And the thing is, debt's okay if, you, if that debt can take you forward, but that sort of debt, just is, it's slower, isn't well, it? It feels slow. heavy, like I mean, debt a, on debt. Look, it's better than doing nothing. Absolutely. Much better than doing yeah. nothing, but it's a slow way of building wealth. Mm. That's mm. why property development's the way to go. So mm. so that's using our profit uh, as our deposit. Mm. And you know, another way, it's sort of related to it, but another way I think of things is... You know, capital gain, that mm. where your properties are going up, mm. that's been great, hasn't it, in the last 12 months? Oh, it's been nuts. Crazy. <laughs> that's that's a good way of describing the capital growth the last 12 months. It's been, it's been nuts. nuts. We've had some, like some of our students, that it's just been fantastic, mm. great to see, like yeah. just so exciting. But like it's not always like that. No. You know, and there's times when properties go down in value. Mm. If you think of Sydney and Melbourne between you know, 2017 and 19. It was a correction after some great growth, mm. uh, but properties went down there. Sometimes properties go f- for quite a while and don't go up. Mm. Uh, you know, so you know over a long period of time, yeah, properties go up definitely more than they go down, obviously. But but you know they they stagnate for times. They come down a little bit at times. So what it is, this is back to this freedom thing, Hillary. Mm. You're in co- the market controls you. Mm. Like if you're in the retail market, the only way you can get capital gain is if the market decides to give you some. Mm by going up in value. But what about when it's flatlined? Mm. You're not going anywhere. Mm. You're just getting older, mm. spinning tires. You're not going forward. Oh, no one wants to Whatever get older it goes and backwards, spin You tires. go backwards. Like, so what I like to say is when you're a property developer, you create instant capital gain. Mm. Now, that instant capital gain might is basically your profit. Mm. But what I'm saying is you've created it. You've taken control and created it. You're not at the whim of the market. Mm. Because it doesn't matter how the market is, you're still 
yeah, because you've developed it. Mm. You don't. Yeah. No, so you've taken the market and shaken it, and and you've taken the control back off it, mm. because you've created profit, like we talked about, by doing something active. Mm. You've used that profit on the ones you keep, and that's going to go grow and grow and grow and grow. Mm. You know, that's only the beginning of it, and. Uh, and then you've you've taken the market and said, well, you're not giving me the capital gain I want. I'll create my own. Mm. And even though we've had some great capital growth, I mean, the thing is developers get both of that. Mm. You know, if the market goes up, like let, let's just say we're developing something and we're making $100,000 out of per townhouse, uh, but we had some growth during the, that period of time where townhouses went up $40,000, let's say. Well, as a developer, we make the 100,000 profit. And the 40. And the 40 on the growth. How good. Yeah. And so we either sell them at a higher price uh, or we keep them and we've got all that increased equity. Now we've got more and than that, 20% And then back equity. to the beginning where we can use that deposit. It's just, it's just a big circle. These are so intertwined, aren't mm-hmm. they? All these mm-hmm. financial reasons. Yeah. So, so you know, that's why I, I say... You're in control. Mm. It's one of the things I love about property development. You control your destiny. And I suppose when we talk about, you know, keeping, there's rental income on top of that. So you could have that 100000 plus that 40000 Then you've got a rental income. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. So um, the ones we keep, we get rental. But, you know, often as investors, uh, we, we look at yield. Yes. So yield, typically gross yield, uh, we're looking at our rental as a percentage of the value of the property. And a lot of investors, we look Got at that. yields. So we're looking at the rental as the percentage of the value of the property is the yield. Hmm. Some people might need to like slow that down and let their yeah. brain get get around that because not everyone understands that. Yeah, so that's typically how, you know, as investors, how we look at something. And, and we might say, oh, this particular townhouse has a 5% yield. That means our rent as a percentage of the value is 5% gross. You know, And if you're talking net then that would be, for instance, after um, agents' commission and, you know, our maybe body corporate fees, our rates, that sort of mm. stuff. But, but we often talk gross. Mm. And so the thing is this. with When you're creating property, not at retail price but at cost price, that yield is higher. And, mm. and that's what we like, high yields, mm. you know, high-yielding property. So uh, if our rent was a percentage of the example I gave of 600000 but if it was a percentage of 480 or 500, because it'd be a higher percentage, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Because we, we, we get our properties at raw cost, not mm-hmm. retail. Mm-hmm. So we have a higher yield, a higher yielding investment. And that's what we want. And, and so what we often look at is the difference between our yield and interest rates. Because our biggest expense in holding a property investment is typically the interest, isn't mm-hmm. it? You know, that's the biggest thing. You see the negative gearing for people. Oh, they talk about negative gearing. It's a terrible thing. <laughs> um, okay, we won't open that can of worms. I got rid of that a long time ago. <laughs> um, uh, but the retail world lives in the world of negative gearing because mm. they're stuck in that retail world. Mm. So as developers, you know, we've got a, a bigger uh, difference between the percentage, the interest rate we pay and our yield, mm. and that gives us more buffer, more fat. Mm. And uh, so that's, you know, just that rental income. I mean, you know, years ago I took um, – not years, it was only a few years ago really – but I, I just decided to check out for a bit, like I, as in, as in I, I just sort of went off the grid, and I used rental income to, to like I didn't have to work because I had rental income, and it was just such a nice feeling to have that option to have 
to choose to do that and not think I'm going to have to go and be a barista somewhere or do whatever <laughs> or, or whatever. You make a pretty good coffee, though. I do make a good coffee. <laughs> Thank you. But it was nice to have the opportunity to just take six months out of my life by choice. Freedom. Yeah, freedom. The freedom to do it. Yeah, and the control. It was such a good yeah. feeling. And, yeah. and just to kind of recoup, breathe, think, okay, direction, what do I want to do? And, yeah, it was worth it. So that that's something on mm. top of all those other benefits that rental incomes can mm. do for us. Yeah, yeah, it's back to that again. Mm. And then there's the, the tax benefits of property development. That can take different forms, but I think one in particular – is around income tax. Mm. You know, most people work for a salary. Mm. And so they're locked in. Once again, this is a lack of freedom. Mm. You're locked into the whole tax structure. Mm. But that's, it's like, uh, you hear it quite a bit. It's, it's almost like what you learn to do at school. You go, They take you through school, so you oh, learn yeah. to go and get a job. You, you, there's no subject called entrepreneurship I think there might at be school. A, there is now. but Well, there's subjects at uni. You yeah, the, at uni, but I don't think they allude to the fact that you can do your own thing. I think it's getting better, probably, slightly. Probably getting better. Certainly when I went through, you know, you're told to like go and work for a bank or go and work in the public service. Oh, you know? I always just had my own businesses. My family always just didn't uh, – they don't even know what I do. In fact, I don't, they probably – probably told you to be a dairy farmer. Oh, they would have. But no, they wouldn't even know. I've never, I've never done the eight to five. Oh, it actually, well, like minimally. Hmm, hmm. Didn't last very long. I'm no, not very no, good at those. Too many rules on like that stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so most people are in, in in this tax situation where the more you earn, you go into another higher tax, tax bracket, bracket and you work your way up. And, you know, when you're earning decent money, you're in the 40s somewhere, mm. you know, almost 50, the highest tax bracket. So wrong. Yeah. On, you know, on that, that yeah. top dollars that you're earning. Whereas if you do property development, now you can make use of tax-effective tax structures, mm. you know. and, and Little you know, hint there. Tax structures. Tax structures. Done by proper legal, people who know what... Yeah, legal, legal tax structures. Always pay the tax that you are supposed to pay, but mm. not more. Yeah, I don't want to pay one cent more than I legally have to pay. Mm. And uh, and so you, you, we can use structures. We can use companies. And, of course, company tax is much lower than personal tax when you get up into those you know, higher tax brackets. Uh, we can use trusts and we can distribute funds back through beneficiaries of trust as mm. well. Yep. Um, we can start to use things called bucket companies. Mm. If you don't know what it is, go and, there's an exercise. Go and look up what a bucket company is. And so we can use all these effective tax structures to reduce our tax. We might end up paying tax somewhere in the 20s, mm. 20%, not, not up you know, in that high marginal tax brackets. So just that alone, mm. just on our income tax. And we pay income tax on the ones that we sell. Mm. But then, of course, the ones that we keep, uh, and structured properly, of course, that they're on what we call on account of capital capital gain. So, mm. and we don't pay tax. The ones we keep, there's no there's no tax. We don't pay tax a, unless you pay unless, unless you have to unless you sell unless you sell. Yeah. yeah, and there's also no a stamp duty. Another good point. No stamp duty. That's you know that's another one of the benefits of making your own. Yeah. So lots of tax benefits, particularly income tax. Mm. You know, if you're going to make three or four hundred thousand dollars. Uh, out of doing, you know, a three townhouse project, the, the less tax you pay, the better. Mm. Who would want to do that in your personal name and get smashed for tax? Oh, there's another rookie tip there. Then, then you've got asset protection, which you don't want <laughs> yeah. to put in your own name anyway. No, so no. so um, I guess what it all comes back to, and we're talking a lot about developing and holding, mm. uh, because... But not necessarily. Like, initially, mm. like, and you were the same, and yep. like initially you develop and sell because you need that money so you can... Go faster because it's all about building the war chest. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I think a lot of uh, younger, well, not necessarily younger, older for that matter, but new developers in our community 
tend to sell their first few projects, mm. sell them out, sell yeah. everything, mm-hmm. get a big chunk of cash, mm. uh, which which is the treasure chest or the war chest. Yes. <laughs> and then that enables them to go on and do more projects or bigger projects. Mm. Most people do sell their first few out. Uh, but once you've done that, uh, you can start to keep properties because mm. that's building it for long-term wealth. Mm. And I mean, then it's building a portfolio. And then and then you can start the whole property. Mm. You know, it's, it's not accidental that developers generally have large property portfolios. I don't, you know, I listened to a podcast a while ago from somebody who actually did you of course I was there I chatted with him I've chatted with him a few times actually and obviously it was somebody else's podcast so he wasn't allowed to mention you but you were the person (laughs) who got him started and uh, he started by developing and then I think recently he won Australia's property developer of the year Um, no no Investor of the year. year, He wanted 30 houses by age 30 or something. Mm, mm. Yeah, but he started by property developing. That was that kickstart to get that money, you know, like buy a property to develop. And that just sped up the process. Otherwise, like you said before, you know, saving that money and then, you know, waiting for it to be enough to buy that, get that negative gearing against yourself. And oh my gosh, it's exhausting. It's slow, it's painful. Oh, well, nobody ever goes, well, how many people get past two properties? Not many. And if they do, they drop back because of the hassle. Oh, the amount of people that own one property, and I can't remember the percentages, but when you drop back to two properties, it drops drastically. And three, it just goes through the floor. Mm. And You might be listening yeah. to this and go, oh, my mum and dad are five, pro- but they are the minority statistically. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. And, and people that own five, what's the debt level? Mm. That's if they've done it the... The retail, you know, mm. but developers generally not because no, they just—it's no. so much. Cheaper. I mean, if you develop four townhouses, and it might take you between, you know, sixteen and twenty-four months, depending on you know things how long they Stuff. take. Uh, all of a sudden, you've got four townhouses at raw cost. Mm. If you want to keep them, now you might decide to keep one and sell three. That's fine. Uh, the three you sell, big chunk of cash, pay some tax. Who cares? Uh, but it'll be low tax because it'll be structured properly. Mm. And the one you keep. You never pay tax on it unless you sell it. Exactly what you said before. Why would you want to sell it? People tend to sell properties because they just get so sick of negative gearing and it hurts so much that they end up selling their investments. Mm. When you're a property developer, if you need more cash, you just that's the ones you sell. Mm. You've got heaps of cash coming in from the ones you sell. You mm. don't need to sell the ones you keep. Mm. And so you keep them forever. And your kids end up with them. Mm. That's how it works. That's it. There you go. There, like pretty much wrap that one up. Yeah, that, rapid por- portfolio yeah. growth, and, and that's you know you do it. You're developing NDIS product, which the is key. high yielding. Ah, oh, it's brilliant. Pumps cash. Yep. Uh, and then of course you're going to keep that. It's a real. Like NDIS is definitely keeper type stuff. We're developing a 99 house retirement village. You're going to keep the whole lot of that too. <laughs> yeah. So just to remind me why we need 99 houses again. No. <laughs> Because it's a good thing to do. It is, yeah. We're, we're housing 99 people. older people. Yeah, specially built. You want to live in a luxury... Resort on a res- golf course. Resort on a golf course. Yeah, nice. That's that's why I'm doing it. Mm. Yeah, for the 99 people. <laughs> so, um, and then there's, you know, there's special savings along the way as well. I mean, uh, even things like depreciation. Like as a, when you've got a property investment, the, those non, what they call non-tax deductions... They're deductions you get without having ever spent the money in the first place. So give an example of those non just for people so they understand. Oh, well, depreciation is a non-tax deduction. Mm. So what it means is you can depreciate your building, for instance, each year, and you can depreciate your fixtures and fittings. So as opposed to other deductions where you're spending money to get the deduction, these ways it just comes off the value. And depreciation is a big one. That's Mm. a great reason for why do we 
develop and hold new properties. New properties are in high demand rental. They're in much higher demand than secondhand properties. You get often get a better type of tenant. You get mm. a higher paying tenant. Mm. Uh, you get minimum to no maintenance, and of course, well, all the other things you said. But that's that's the depreciation you get yeah. as well, and that's part of these special savings that you get as so well. Like little intricate savings, I suppose you, that you don't realise that are in a development. Whether yeah. whether it's develop and sell, there are lots there. Whether it's develop and hold, whether it's develop and partial of that. Hmm. You mentioned something before about stamp duty. Mm. So th- these are other savings mm. uh, when. When we develop our own properties and we keep them, we don't have to pay stamp duty on the purchase like a retail investor. Mm. Assuming we're going to hold our properties in the same entity that we developed in, mm. which we you obviously will, want to do. because you would have had good advice. Taken it. You <laughs> see, we, we pay stamp duty when there's a transfer of title from one name to another. But we're not. It's staying in our name. We don't pay stamp duty. That you know, $25,000 per townhouse stamp duty, whatever it is, we don't have to pay. Saving, another saving, we, we which is a special that saving. That 15 or 18, whatever it is, $1,000 commission mm. that we pay an agent to sell for us, we don't because we're not selling it. Yeah, the commission. That, that could be $43,000 saving that we got straight up front. You know, all up. We could almost summarise these all together as in that there's the special, like you save on stamp duty, you save on agent's commission, you save on... Make an instant 100000 or 120000 Yeah, you save on on the on the on just the purchase, like you're not having to purchase no. and you're getting it at the, you know... The depreciation like, oh and all those gosh. other things. I mean, why wouldn't you? If, you, if you're not over the edge by now, <laughs> seriously. The, the only thing is you don't get the claim back, the, the GST on the cost of the ones you Keep, but compared to all the other savings, that's Crikey. not even worth worrying about. Yes. Yeah, so that's... That's the reasons you said, hey, on that, Bob, just before we recorded this, uh, we decided that this will be coming out around the, the just a couple of weeks before Christmas, mm. and we are going to give away something re- or put up some really good deals for Christmas. So if you're not in our Property Developer Secrets and Hacks Facebook group, jump on there. It'll be advertised in there, or if you receive our newsletter, it'll be on there, which comes out every Thursday, the Property Mastermind Times. So we're going to have some cool stuff available for Christmas that you might want to um, know about. So, yeah. Or, or get Santa to put it on your list and get someone else to oh, buy it yeah, for you. Oh, yeah, it's a great Santa, it's a great <laughs> Santa presents. I've yes. started my Santa's list. Oh. I, hope you, I hope you've been working your way through it. Yeah. It's, it's been out there for a while. <laughs> I got a photo from my daughter of a whiteboard the other day. Yeah. <laughs> a whiteboard list of what she oh, wants for Christmas. Yeah. But we're going to have something special, Hillary. Yeah, Hay. we are. So do look out for that. We haven't decided what it is yet. Hmm. But it, will be, it will be good. It will be good. So because it's, it's going to be on the Secrets and Hacks Facebook page and, and our... Th- weekly newsletter that comes out on Thursday. Yeah, the Prime Minister Times that comes out on mm. Thursday. Yeah, so look out for that. You okay. will want to be involved. Um, also, if you want to know more about what we do, propertymastermind.com.au, check us out. If you like this episode, give us a like, follow and subscribe on YouTube, follow on Apple, and maybe you need to share it with somebody. Maybe there's some tips in there. You need to get a family member over the line that you might want to do a joint venture with and say, look, you need to listen to these guys. They know what they're talking about. We and sure do. We sure do. We've taught most of the other educators out there because we know what we're doing. Bob did. He actually <laughs> he pretty much taught all the other educators. So why would you not learn from Roger Federer? <laughs> You're the Roger Federer of property development. Well, yeah. Or you maybe. could go and learn from like someone's dad who learned off Learn, learn tennis from the local or learn it from Roger. Roger. I'll be the I'll be the Roger of property development. Yeah, do it, mate. You can be the Serena Williams of property development. How's that? 
<laughs> My booty's not big enough. Oh, dear. Anyway. What is it with that whole booty growing thing these I days? Don't know. I don't know. We're anyway, we've definitely digressed. <laughs> On that note, it's probably time to go. I think it's go. time to go, Hilary. Yeah, I think that episode 28, seven reasons why you should get into property development. If you are interested, yeah, 2022 could be your year. It will be. All right. Catch you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.